Hello friends, it's Jim Nance and it's my great pleasure to welcome you to Beyond the Clubhouse, a podcast hosted by my friend Garrett Johnston. He is a testament to one of the great things about this sport, the friendships that come from playing or even just talking about the game. And you're going to meet some of the characters that Garrett has gotten to know from this past decade plus that he's been covering the sport. You're going to hear from players, caddies, members of the media. You're going to get the storytelling, the golf news, the players' swing tips, and a whole lot of laughs. It's coming your way with this edition of Beyond the Clubhouse. Here's Garrett. All right, what's going on, guys? We got Will Zalatoris on the podcast this week. I spoke with him at Bay Hill about, oh, it was a couple weeks ago, right? At that tournament in Orlando. And here's the thing. The big thing with us was, okay, what's the process going into Augusta this year, right? What is he going to do differently? What does he remember about last year in the lead-up? Because he actually had a pretty good run, if you think about it. He played really well, a top 26 at the World match play at the Dell Technologies match play going into Augusta last year he played really well at Bay Hill so he had a, a solid lead into it if you look at Will Zalatoris's numbers right now it's pretty impressive right you look at the finishes T6 at the American Express right second place at Farmers Insurance Open he was right there he had the putt to win it on the last hole but when you look at Genesis T26 Arnold Palmer T38 and Players Championship T26 as well he was right in the mix at most of those tournaments as well. The Players' Championship, right? He was six under going into the final day, only three shots behind Anurban Lahiri and the lead. Pretty crazy stuff. Now, if you know, you overlook the fact he shoots 74, there's so many golf journalists that are like, oh, what about top 10s? Tell me how a player's doing. That's, that's showing you everything. No, it's all situational. It's all about how they were playing going into the final round. Did they have a chance to win? Did they have a chance and really be in the hunt and contend that day? And for Will Zalatoris, he did for most of that front nine of the Players' Championship, his very last start. Now, here we are, full disclosure, I'm recording on Saturday afternoon, so he's already won his round of 16 match. He's on into the final eight of the match play. So he's got momentum clearly going into this Masters, his second Masters, looking ahead here. And in this conversation, you're going to hear him talk about what he maybe what he regrets, right, as he looks back. Is there anything that he would have changed? And there's so much that he has dreams about, right, that if he could change over, he, he gets into that. So we will discuss. What I will say, this is the first time I ever met Will Zalatoris, and it was really cool. I, I approached him. I told him I, I'm a Northern California guy as well. I'm a Sacramento guy. He's a San Francisco, uh, Bay Area, San Mateo guy. And he was just very relatable, whether that's talking about the Giants or some of the other San Francisco Giants fans on the PGA Tour. He, he loved just <laughs> talking shop, or I should say talking hobbies and, and his favorite baseball team. So we got into that, and I just really like what his caddy has told me about him in the past as well. Ryan Goble said recently during the West Coast Swing, he texted me and said, Will is at the point where he, he's just trusting his game right now. It's so easy for him to look at other players, other peers in their mid-20s that are getting wins, right? And he hasn't done it yet, and he's just been trying to force it. He feels like he's been trying to force it so close to farmers. And now it's just a matter of, okay, just let it go, let the process happen, and always remember, these two are such legends about this. They're almost half, Will's barely half of the age of Ryan Goble, his caddy. But they always say, hey, are we still having fun? That's always a huge go-to. And when I interviewed Ryan Goble on Sunday night of the Masters when they finished second, that's one thing he mentioned in the final round. 
it was a key to that to, to posting a good number and getting to second place was Ryan asking him. I believe it was after the tee shot on number fifteen, the par five. He said, "Hey, listen, Ryan, are we still having fun? Let's make sure." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, we are, we are." So that's just a great dynamic, I think, between the player caddy relationship as they go for these big tournaments, as they look ahead. I mean, it doesn't get any bigger than this stretch as we're getting into major championship season and the Masters. So we're going to get to Will Zalator is here in just a minute. Before that, Encore Golf. I want to talk to you about Encore Golf. Three balls, one truth. Technology matters. Golf, as we know, is complicated. So choosing the right golf ball for your game doesn't have to be. Encore's three-ball lineup covers the full spectrum of spin, trajectory, and compression to ensure your golf game is completely dialed in. That's what we want, right? And with our direct-to-consumer model, we have a ball to fit any budget. EncoreGolf.com, you can get 10% when you go to their website and order. Use the promo code B, the letter B, Clubhouse, for Beyond the Clubhouse podcast, and you'll get that discount when you check out. So, Check it out at EncoreGolf.com and on Instagram and Twitter at EncoreGolf. Let's get to it. Will Zalatoris here. This is my conversation with him at Bay Hill and Arnold Palmer Invitational in Orlando recently. Super fun stretch, obviously. One of the best stretches on tour. Um, I think that if anything... Courses are completely different for one, but I, I, I just because at Augusta is fairly wide, but here if you have a massive premium on driving it. Um, but it I think second shot. Yeah, premium. we're exactly much more second pre, or second shot premium at Augusta. I think it's just like I said, it's more of playing on a golf course that demands so much of you. And the same thing at Sawgrass. Match play is obviously a high, you know, a very hyper competitive event. And then you're heading right into Augusta. So this is really the stretch of golf where really good golf needs to be played to contend. And it's just brutal. I mean, one of the guys I was talking to was saying that he <laughs> shot like 80 yesterday in the practice room. So. Oh, my God. What up? See, he shot 106 uh, uh, Sunday. <laughs> hey, you're, you're your own source there, bro. Hey, you made a life off the other side of the bag, so who cares about how you play? This is what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't, I don't care if you shoot 140. It doesn't matter. But America's name's on your back, bro. You got a lot to keep. Um, but you're right, though. There's a lot leading up. Now, for you, it's never been this kind of lead up, I mm-hmm. wouldn't say, right? Yeah, Going yeah. into the Masters. Yeah, because, I mean, events. last year I got in off uh, was up world ranking after match play. And really, at this point last year, I was just trying to work my way into the field. Um, you know, I worked my way into the top 50, which got me into here. Stayed there, got me into players, still there, or was in the match play, and obviously got into the Masters. So if anything, it was kind of just fighting to get here, if anything. Mm. Um, so, I mean, it's a little different. I mean, of course, I get asked about Augusta a lot, and people always want to, you know, oh, this is your year, you know, type thing. And, mm. you know, for me, it's everyone's starting at even bar, you know, this next year. So... You know, I've, obviously I'm still playing some very nice golf, and I love that place. And, you know, I've only relived last year about a million times trying to, you know, think through everything. And um, I'm actually going back in a few weeks to go get go get a visit to see the changes that they've made. So it's just, I think, if anything, like I said, this is a stretch of golf where, you, you know, it's tough golf courses. I mean, you can't, mm. there's not going to be any 20 under pars basically from here on in, you know, all the way leading up to Augusta, which I think, if anything, You've got to be sharp to 
at least just contend around here. So, you know, the next few weeks you have to do the same thing. You know, there's some courses where, you know, when you shoot 20, 2200 par, you can get away with doing crazy things. You know, right. you know, a guy maybe doesn't hit great, but he makes everything or you know, something like that. So, you can't fake your way around any of these golf courses leading up to Augusta. And so, I think that's why it's kind of prep time starts now. Mm. Um, you said that you've really lived in a thousand different ways, like through like YouTube videos or through your friends calling you, like you know, talking to you through it, or like what? I'm talking about, I'm talking about, about like your second place finish at the Yeah, no, I mean, I just going back, watching coverage. Obviously, get asked about it a bunch. Um, you know, I've, I've broken down the back nine in a couple charity events as like a talk. You know, and so I've. I've talked a lot about it, um, which is fun for me because obviously it's a really cool moment. And you know, of course, for me, I wish I could have changed the result, but it's still something that. Yep. It's a, but it's still something that, um, you know, I, I, you know, I've thought about thirteen basically every day since the tournament because I played an even par. Oh know? my god! So it's like yeah. a, that's the difference. And so. Wow. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's a. I mean, everyone's excited to go to Augusta, but I think after last year. I'm, obviously pretty damn excited yeah what's funny like i'm curious how do you process and, and use regret as a fuel because for me i always wanted to get a picture with my legend arnold palmer and i was here in 2016 yeah. and i was too nervous didn't want to bother him and it didn't and, and i turned it into okay i'm going to make a story about write a story about his last yeah. api and i'm yeah. going to talk to volunteers and everybody who was there mm-hmm. and like trying to turn it into a positive so for you when you talk about 13 or, or whatever regrets mm-hmm. you might have like how do you use that as fuel yeah you know i actually wouldn't even really call them regrets because okay. it's like i i did everything the way i wanted to i just didn't execute you know it's not like i was standing over a shot thinking oh maybe i should do this or do something different you know especially on Sunday I mean it's you know you can't shy away from that moment I mean if you have one uncommitted golf shot you're not going to win the Masters on Sunday and that's Mm. just a fact and so you know you could think about all the different times on 13 I mean yeah I wish I drove it better on 13 okay well you know I just wasn't drawing it very well that week and so um, there's little things like that you know when it comes to looking back on it I just think it's more of the um the mistakes that I made so I can learn from, but I've got, like I said, I've got no regrets of how I played because I, I know I left everything out there and I did everything that I possibly could have at the time that I thought I could to win the golf tournament. Mm. And with this stretch here with Bay Hill, mm-hmm. players, these great courses, how do you feel confidence-wise, like having to navigate to yeah. a tough stretch? No, I feel great. With you your know, swing? Yeah, no, I feel great. Um, you know, I've been driving it really well over the last few months, um, changing drivers, been hitting it great, and so... Um, I think it's something that, you know, like I said, this week is kind of the start of that tough stretch. And I've played really well throughout the stretch last year. I mean, I always love playing tough golf courses. They you know, fit my game really well. So, you know, the, the fun part about this place especially is that it doesn't look that hard off the tee and doesn't look yeah. that demanding because it's, you know, your holes carved through houses and you don't think it's that hard, but it is – what was the winning score last year? Was it like four or five hundred or seven? It was it was single digits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I shot even par, and I moved up. I think like ten places last year in the last round. So this, it's funny how it doesn't look that intimidating, and then all of a sudden you realize, oh wow, I'm three over through five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what just happened? So it's uh, I love this place. It's fun, but it's but it's a beast, especially when it comes Sunday when the greens brown out, and you know I think last year I was t ten going into. 17 I have doubled 17 I hit on the water then I bogey on 18 and I still finished T10 
because oh everyone was falling back because it was blowing <laughs> like crazy and and so I might have been like T8 or 9 but the fact that I played my last two holes in three over and basically didn't lose a spot is it just shows you how hard this place can get that's unheard of on tour <laughs> oh no I mean if if you have a two-shot lead sometimes with you know if you came in and there's a guy with six holes left you're like well you know let's hope for a playoff you know, out here, if you got a two-shot lead, you're just hanging on for dear life coming in 17, 18. So. And you changed driver uh, how, how long ago? Yeah, I added uh, for, I for at more, the start of the year in January. I added, yeah, I added a, about an inch and a quarter to my driver. I played a 44 and a half, um, lengthened it to under 46, um, and picked up about 12 yards of ball speed, or 12 yards of carry on it, so it's been oh. awesome. All right, big thanks to Will Zalatoris for coming on the pod. I loved a lot of the things he said. Talking about number 13, how he still dreams of 13 at Augusta, knowing that that was the crucial hole where he let it go that week and didn't make the birdies that he needed to get to the promised land, to get that coveted green jacket in the first try. There he was. Kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, Jordan Spieth in 2014 in his first Masters, right? Being so close. It was a little bit different in Spieth's case because he was in the final group, right? And Zalatoris was out in front of uh, not Morikawa, but out in front of Hideki Matsuyama. So slightly different situation, but still, he was the second best player that week and really out of nowhere for a lot of golf fans and golf media too. Some golf media were not aware of of what Zalatoris brought to the table at that point. But anyway, I think just going forward, and you heard it in his voice, I think, this guy has such a great relationship with Ryan Goble, his caddy. And that was actually one of the one of my ends to talking with, with Will at Bay Hill. How did I start the conversation? I said, hey, Will, Garrett Johnston, I asked you that question about your caddy uh, during the Wyndham Championship, uh, you know, six months ago. And he's like, yeah, I remember your face. Yeah, that was a fun, you know, I told the story about the Utah championship and my favorite story with Ryan. And anyway, it was just a really good way to connect with, with Will Zalatoris. And those two, it's amazing. I think is more than twice his age. Zalatoris is 25 and Goebel's like 52 or something like that. So it's just amazing. Some of the unlikely friendships that happen between player and caddy relationships on the tour. So anyway, hope you guys enjoyed it and you'll see some stuff on Twitter at Johnson Garrett as well as Instagram at Garrett Johnson golf. But hope you guys enjoy following Will Zalatoris the rest of this way as he gets ready for Augusta National again in 2022.